Hey everybody, before we begin, I just wanted to note that there are a few compression issues with my voice in this episode. I think I've got the problem all figured out, so it shouldn't be an issue in any upcoming episodes. But just for this one, uh, bear with me in the middle. My voice may sound a little bit wonky, a little bit muddy. I know what the problem is. I've got it figured out. So everything else is perfect as usual. Please enjoy this episode of Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and this week I've got a book with I don't want to go so far as to call it a weird plot because I wouldn't go so far as to call it a plot. This is a okay. So we've done quite a few Berenstain Bear Scouts books so far, and this is 1997's The Berenstain Bear Scouts and the Runamuck Robot, which does have a Runamuck robot in it. I'll give it the credit for for once again after last week. We are now two for two of books that actually contain what they say in the title, which, as we all know, isn't. The, the usual situation with Berenstain Bear Scouts books, but this book is a little stranger than most. It's got very little going on, but kind of a whole lot happens by the end. Uh, I was kind of really taken aback by this book. It's not based on an episode of the TV show, as far as I can tell. I'll keep digging, but I have not been able to find a synopsis of any episode that matches this thing. This sprung fully formed out of somebody's head. I don't know whose. I'm kind of afraid to ask, but I'm not going to talk about it alone. Thank goodness. I have brought someone on the show this week who knows a thing or two about, I don't know, people running amok. (laughs) You know her as one half of the podcast Arthur Mommy Movie Time. Spoiler, it's the mommy half. Please welcome to the show, Alexandra Bowser. Hello, Alexandra. Hi. I was really wondering where you were going with that intro. (laughs) I I was like, I do not know anything about robots. Oh, no. (laughs) Yes, but you do know something about people running amok. (laughs) Uh, I think it's good. I've listened to your show. I know that there is some running amok involved. Yeah. Um, so, wow. So before we before we dive deep into this weird book, uh, let me ask you, do you have a, any personal connection to the Berenstain Bears? Have you ever – did you read them as a kid or have them read to you or know anything about them? I have none at all. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I had to listen to a couple of previous episodes uh-huh. because I, I'm sure that I read these books at some point because the bears look familiar, but – Nothing at all. Yeah, I've wow. <laughs> this is an interesting introduction. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> like, like, I mean, even people who've never read them have like some sort of cultural osmosis like going on. But this is, this is something. And the, what? Wow, what a beginning! <laughs> what a beginning to the experience. And I'm kind of cool with that because I like the idea of like jumping in without a whole lot of like cultural baggage. Yeah, I mean, the only thing, I remember people being really up in arms about the spelling a couple of Uh years ago, and that's all I have. Wow, that was a thing, yeah. Oh boy, well then I guess guess we're going to kick off with the Runamuck Robot then. Uh, So I'll go ahead and give a brief rundown of the plot, and then we can just pick it apart. How's that sound? (laughs) Yeah. All right, here it is. This, unlike most of the books, this is the whole plot. So... 
The Bear Scouts find out that from Lady Grizzly that they're needed at the Bearsonian. The Bearsonian Museum has fallen into disrepair. Actual Factual and Gus are nowhere to be found. Uh, they finally locate them, but they're being really weird and secretive. So Lady Grizzly asks the Cubs to spy on Actual Factual to find out what's been going on, why the why the Bearsonian has been closed, uh, why everything is dusty, why exhibits are missing, and upon doing so oh and the reason she does that is because her they sit on the board and the board of the Bersonian is like kind of angry that the museum has been closed they spy on uh actual factual and gus discover that he seems to be putting together a body and bringing it to life when he does it's a robot but it's not so much a robot as like a jack of all trades machine it's supposed to be able to obey the human like voice commands and do whatever you ask it to do but it it's essentially a robotic amelia bedelia it takes everything you say very seriously uh at the big gala where he's going to be like revealing this robot to the public uh it, it kind of starts going nuts so they have to program it so that it only responds to actual factuals commands and he has to say simon says in order to get it to what he wants but the robot keeps getting overloaded and every time it gets overloaded it seems to react very violently to people uh it eventually i can't shuts itself in a room and dies and then they bury it and that's the end of the book it's that's the end like it's essentially actual factual builds creates life it doesn't work out and he buries it and forgets about it the end did i do a good job summarizing it yeah um honestly (laughs) i read this book in two parts i read most of it last night and i thought it was halfway through last night yeah. I got to the point where they leave the robot alone and it overheats. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm just too tired to finish this book, which is silly because as soon as I started up again today, I realized there were two pages left, which are just <laughs> the robot dies. The robot dies. Yep. It I expected a dies. lot more when he ominously started overheating. Mm-hmm. But I guess they just, whoever was writing it also gave up? I don't know. They have a page. I think they have like a page amount and then that's it. Like they... Like they're like, okay, fill the quota. We're done. That's spent, the end of the story. Spent, like a whole page describing tea cakes at the very beginning, when yeah. they're at Lady Grizzly's house, and that doesn't come back. I don't know what I was expecting. This book is so frequently the books are bizarrely weighted as far as plot goes because, like I said in the beginning, they're based on episodes of the old TV show. Uh, and they have to like sort of expand them and stretch them out and pad them. But this is not. I don't. It is so weirdly like it's so top heavy. Like yeah, so, it's a lot of setup. It is a lot of setup. So let's just start right at the beginning. Uh, they are there, so they're pulled into a meeting with Lady Grizzly, and you said they spend a lot of time describing the cake they are eating. Yep, they and then they use the word nut meat, which stopped me for a second. <laughs> okay, please, please tell me about the nut meat. <laughs> I was just switching back to the the, the page. They are each frosted pink, white, pink, white, and chocolate icing. Atop each one was a nut meat. There were almonds on the pink ones, walnuts on the white ones, and pecans on the chocolate ones. They looked delicious. I don't know that I've ever seen nut meat just as a word. Right, because how would you have described that? You would have said atop each cake was a... Nut. Like, I think, like, as readers, we're intelligent enough to know that they weren't in their shells. (laughs) When did you say this was written? 1997? This is 97. This is I feel like, like that's like a like a 30s word, maybe. <laughs> right. In like an old cookbook from the 70s? I don't know. Yeah, I get an old recipe. Like Joy of Cooking may say that. But we get it. Like there's nuts on the cake. It makes the cake sound gross. I don't like that. Is this a bear thing? <laughs> maybe it's a bear thing. You're right there. So- solved. 
Right. <laughs> I mean, if, if at the end of the day, uh, you can always just say it's it's part of bear culture. It's the way they talk. I'm, I had a lot of thoughts about bear culture and Frankenbear and the B-A-S-A, which are mentioned later. Oh, yes. What does B-A-S-A stand for? That's their version of NASA. I guess I should have looked up what NASA stands for. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's their attempt to, like, localize NASA just for the bears. I'm sorry. I did have to just quickly figure out what NASA I was totally listening, but I was like, if you don't stay right now, maybe he's going to get a tweet about it. It's the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. Okay, there you go. So it's the Bear Aeronautics and Space Administration? Yeah, like Bear Country Aeronautics and Space Administration, because they live in Bear Country, so... They they went to the they went to space at some point. They got up they got up past the past the stratosphere. The whole thing didn't just start overheating and then explode on the last page. So you are I mean this is funny because you are like completely unfamiliar with a lot of these concepts that they just throw at you. I expected to be more confused about who the characters were, but luckily none of the characters do anything or have any personality so it wasn't that difficult right so you're like you're also in a so the bear scouts books for some reason the cubs in the bear scouts books have zero personality like in the in the other chapter books the big chapter books they have really distinct personalities but in these nah they are just there i started writing notes because i expected to have to look up who everyone was on wikipedia because oh, yeah? i listened to other episodes and it seemed like there was characters who have relationship to other characters and they have a lot of names and then this was just brother and sister and mm-hmm. one kid who likes to read the dictionary you did get a weird introduction to uh to uh ralph ripoff yeah he's a jerk <laughs> he gets arrested in this book for no reason yeah and they take his clothes off it's really embarrassing i don't, I don't understand what's happening i mean i knew from the uh the giant bat cave that he was a jerk but I guess if I hadn't read that one, I'd have been like, wow, this seems like a really harsh punishment for just being kind of a jerk. Right, because they think he's going to steal something from the museum, but they don't catch him actually stealing anything. And then they rip off all of his clothes because they tell the robot, Simon says, what is it? I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. It's like, there's Ralph rip off his green coat. Like, it's it's phrased the way you a, would never actually speak. Exactly, it's phrased in a way no human being would talk. Yep, uh, you told Robo, Robo, which is what the name's robot is. Sees Ralph ripoff! Exclamation green suit. Robo That's thought what... you said sees Ralph! Exclamation ripoff green suit. Speaking of which, the robot's name is what again? Robo. There's no like attempt to like make it bear related or that anything. That is weird. He's, I guess he's kind of got like a bear snout. Yeah, it says, like, they tried to make him look like, they said he has, like, a squarish head and a tubular muzzle, um, jutting hips, <laughs> which he does. He's got, like, a little, like, circle on his, like, pelvic region and these massive shoulder blades. It's a weird-looking robot. Yeah, it's strange. It is. He and, should have a bear pun name. That was lazy of them. Yeah, someone online said, like, why not Robear or something? Just like That's very obvious. I didn't even think of that, but it's very obvious. Yeah, it just seems like, uh, like there's this, but no, it's Robo, which stands for something that doesn't make any sense. Robo is short for robot of all work. I completely forgot about that. That doesn't make any sense. He says it several times. Yes, it's short for robot of all work. And they put it in the memo or the press release. <laughs> yeah, Yes, there is a press release uh, where Robo is, is introduced as being a great boon to bear kind because he can do anything. And then the book takes a weird turn where it becomes like, 
about like industrialization and like taking jobs away from people. Yeah, that seems to be what the message is at the end. At the very end, <laughs> like in the last page. And they really make a point of really spelling it out. Like they give you ten examples. Yeah. Of people who love to work. It's very. It's very strange. I don't. I guess we should we did talk more about Ro- Robo dying before we okay. talk about after his death. So, so Robo, I said in the I said in the summary, he is essentially a robot Amelia Bedelia. Like he will, he does exactly what you tell him to do. He's ultra literal, and uh, like it's like go check their coats, and so he draws checks on like on like Squire Grizzly's coat or Mayor Honeypot's coat. But don't and, forget, uh, this is foreshadowed in the beginning. They make a very big point that he can't go up the spiral staircase. Yes. And that's the beginning of, like, the end. Like, that's when his eyes start flashing red. Yeah, and uh, and it's ominous, like, yeah. that his eyes go red. Uh. <laughs> like, that's your commercial break. It was very... I don't know why he would make a friendly robot with glowing red eyes. I, yeah, I don't know. He could he's... just have a dial that shows that he's overheating somewhere. Well, and it also seems to totally take actual factual by surprise that this robot could malfunction in any case. Yeah, it's not an accident that his eyes are glowing red. Maybe he's sleep deprived. He does go pretty crazy in the beginning of the book. Oh, actual factual? Yeah. yeah he be, he. You see a, a shot of him peering out of the window of the Barrisonian, and it's terrifying. This is a creepy book. Yeah, they do several um, pictures, and they call it a body before they introduce it. It's a robot several times. Yeah, chapter nine is called The Body Beneath the Cloth. I don't like when they're talking about Frankenbear and be him being made out of dead bear parts. That was upsetting. I don't think, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess Arthur's watched a lot of, like, Hotel Transylvania stuff, but something about, like, introducing the concept of Frankenstein to small children is upsetting to me. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, uh... <laughs> This is the first, like, encounter we've had with them actually, like, running into someone creating life. You know, said Fred, he was the one who wanted to create life. He tried to make a person out of parts of dead bears. When I read that, I stopped. I was like, someone wrote that. What what gets me is, is Fred says he tried to make a person out of parts of dead bears. And I'm like... In their version, was he trying to make a human? Oh, that's more upsetting. Like That's more it, of a it, monster. Because they never really say people in these books. They always say bears. Yeah. <laughs> I did not like that. Yeah. No, things get horrific for a while. And then this robot, this ridiculous robot is revealed. And then it gets fine again. And then it turns back to horrific. And as soon as the robot is revealed, uh, actual factuals clothes are no longer ratty. Oh, yeah. He made yeah. a quick change. He does. He gets all cleaned up. I love that there's only like 10 pictures, but you just pointed out a continuity issue between the 10 right. pictures. <laughs> I'm a stickler for detail. <laughs> so the, the idea is that they're going to, they want to sell this robot to everyone so he can take over everyone's jobs. Like, so they can mass produce this robot and have it basically just do all the work for every bear. So everyone else has a lot of leisure time. Like that's kind of the selling point. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I just always space out for a second. Um, I was looking at the picture of him dancing and trying to think about a way to talk about that instead of work. Oh, we'll get, oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, so, so they throw the big party with the press release and invite Ralph Ripoff, which is weird, but okay. But, but cause, Because he, he's charming and Lady Grizzly likes him. Even though she seems to be married, right? To Squire Grizzly? 
right? Yeah, but I don't think it's a happy marriage. Oh, okay. <laughs> like we, <laughs> she's always got eyes for Ralph in these books. And okay, so, see, I, I haven't read the others. I didn't realize that that was an ongoing thing with them. It's a, it's a, it's subtle. You pick it up. It's there. <laughs> That's for the grown-ups. But she also has eyes for a certain Robo who she decides to dance with. Yeah, and that's some picture. <laughs> I can't figure out what's going on in the picture. He's pinning her down. Maybe he, like, he maybe, I think maybe he swung her up and then down between his legs, you know? Oh, is that what's happening? I hope. <laughs> actual factual does not, actual factual seems like he's smiling. Is that who that is in the hat? I, I don't remember which character. Oh, no, that, that's Grizzly Gramps. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and of course he's smiling. He's got issues. <laughs> He, he 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 doesn't mind seeing a seeing a member of the landed gentry taken down. Well, I don't know if anyone should be upset about a robot. It should be the the grandpa, right? I just expect old people to not trust technology. Oh, he certainly does not trust technology. That's uh, that is totally consistent with his character. <laughs> um, so yeah, the robot keeps getting violent, and then it dies. Yeah, but rips off all of Ralph's clothes and overheats, uh-huh. and so they they all just the party just ends, and no one hears the robot explode. Yeah. Because of the party. Which is yeah, a really like, sad way to die. It is. And then they bury him in an actual grave. They don't bury him. They make Gus bury him. <laughs> Not the first thing Gus is buried in a hole in the back of the museum. They just leave. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And it says, here lies Robo, an idea whose time hadn't quite come. And they decide not to make any more robots because people like working. They like working. They, Dr. Gert likes being a doctor and taking care of folks. Uh, Papa Bear likes working with wood, sawing and hammering and all. <laughs> Ralph Ripoff, he likes swindling and cheating. Because we yeah. get a robot to replace that if we got robots for everyone, right? If, uh, that's what, that's what, that seems to be where this is heading. Um, the, the actual picture of, of Robo destroyed is... Kind of like seeing one of his the bears. His eyes are open. Yes. It looks like they dismembered one of the bears. <laughs> you know, my, I had a problem too, and I wrote a big note about this because I was angry. Actual Factual says this could, this can easily be corrected about the overheating problem. Yeah. So he just ignored it? Or when he saw the robot start overheating, he just made a conscious choice not to fix it? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, this would be like <laughs> if in the novel Frankenstein... <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein was just like, he's just, just leave him alone. He'll die. He'll die eventually. Just let him, just let him die. Let's all go back to the party. Right, right, right. Just ignore the monster. It's just, it, let it die in the other room and then we could just go about our lives. I feel like they patch on the lesson at the end to try and distract you from the dead robot. It really is a dead <laughs> robot. Uh, Gee, we're sorry, said brother, looking at the sad sight. The rest of the troop mumbled its regrets. And it might seem like less of a dead robot if they didn't bury it. Which I guess it's good that they respected this robot a little bit. Uh, a little bit, yes. A very little bit. <laughs> but burying it, and then they all are just sitting there, like, watching the sunset. So what's funny is, like, so you said, like, you put the book down, you came back to it, it was over. I, I must have, I stopped at the end of chapter 15. Yep. I went to sleep. I woke up the next day, checked Facebook, saw you posted the picture of the gravestone. (laughs) And I thought, well, you know, at least I have a couple of chapters before I get there. But I didn't. I had two pages. Yep. 
And then what I have as the very last page is that picture of the gravestone next to a picture of Robo just standing and smiling, <laughs> which is really unsettling. Yep, yep. He's uh, he's like, hey, guys, don't remember me. I was the main character of this book for a while. Mourn my death, everybody. <laughs> you let me die. Right, 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 right. Sorry I let you down by only doing whatever you asked me to do. It's going to haunt my nightmares now. I know. Look at him. I don't like his voice. All he wants is to make people happy. Right. He just says exactly what they say. And then after he dies, they insult him further by saying that it wasn't a good idea for him to exist. Exactly. It reminds me of it reminds me of the Oz books. I don't know if you've ever read the later Oz books, but there's all these magical creatures who get brought to life by the powder of life. And the other characters are very keen on telling them throughout the books you shouldn't be alive. Like Dorothy is always like, oh, sawhorse, you have no right to live. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, Dorothy. And it reminds me of that. Like everyone's just callous. Like, I'm sorry I imbued you with consciousness. Well, <laughs> he doesn't seem sentient. The book stops before he seems to gain awareness, at least. At least he didn't seem to be, you know. Emotional? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he was pre-programmed. Like everything he said was on like a loop. It's a small comfort, but it's the only thing I'm clinging to at this moment is that right. he didn't seem aware. He had some <laughs> sort of faculties. He was able to re because he could make mistakes. He was able to reason to some degree. But they had to pre-program him with conversational like starters, which makes me think he wasn't very aware. If they had That's to give true. him, a, they make a point of saying they gave him a bunch of different options of things to say to people. So this is this is really the only way I'm making myself feel better is by trying to imagine that he's more of a toaster than like data. Right. And he did like tend to like make all of his mistakes mysteriously turn into violence. Like he would try to like kill the cubs with a dinosaur bone because he misunderstood what they were saying. So, you know, if he even if he was conscious, it was a it was probably a malevolent conscious. Oh boy, that first one was a reach when they said mop up. And oh yeah. He meant mop up. <laughs> Right, right, right. Uh, even, even like Freddy had to like define that for them. I almost like I meant to get a dictionary and just be like, is, is mop up in the dictionary? I don't think that that is. That doesn't seem like a thing. I like when the professor says that adding Gus's voice to the programming was a mistake, and I'm like, yeah. Why did you add your like janitor's like, like be voice to the robot's program? Well, they had so much work for him to do, and it was too much work to just have actual factual give him commands i don't yeah and gus then, is gus is literally the town handyman <laughs> like that's it that's his job he's also the grave digger <laughs> yep yep does that come back in other books oh god i hope so <laughs> <laughs> so this isn't the first chapter book that's dealt with death uh we've had characters almost die we've had characters accused of murder We've had characters uh, sent to prison for attempted murder. So, you know, this is right in line with everything that's happened in these chapter books. That's troubling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would you know, have felt better if this was like, oh, this is this is a rare occurrence. Nope. Nope. This is this is just right on the wheel of insanity that the, that the Berenstain Bears have taken us on in these chapter books. Just another uh, day in bear country, I guess. Yep. Oh, yes. So this is the part where I say, Alexandra... What did you think at the end of the at the end of everything? What was your uh, final rating of the Berenstain Bears Scouts and the Run Amuck Robot? What What is the rating system for this? I uh, guess just did you like it or not? <laughs> I'm like I listened to a bunch of episodes. If there was like <laughs> like 
Three out of five bear paws. How did I nope. miss that? Nope. <laughs> I'll give this um, five out of five burned up robot parts because <laughs> I really didn't know where it was going. It was unsettling, but mm-hmm. the Frankenstein part there's is pretty interesting. Except the, yeah. the very abrupt ending was strange. Yeah, for a book that goes nowhere, it sure does go in a lot of places. And uh, they burn through a lot of ideas. Yeah, they do. <laughs> For me personally, this is one of my favorite uh, experiences so far with the Bear Scouts books. Some of them can be pretty dry and kind of long. This one was quick and bizarre, and it had a death at the end. And I <laughs> fully appreciate that when it comes to my Bear Scouts. It's it is not available. Oh, it is available for purchase as an ebook. So wherever you buy ebooks, you can easily pick one up. I really wish that there was a cartoon version of this. You were saying at the beginning, I was like, oh man. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> I want to see that Bear Frankenstein scene. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to see him brought to life in real time. None of that made sense either. I know that we're, we're I, I feel like we're going along in this. I don't know, but why did they need to shock him to life like Right, a he's a robot. Can't just they plug just him charge him up? Right. Like, does it, does it need that much of an initial surge of electricity? No in wonder order to he's power overheating all the time. Right, he's powered by lightning. His internal workings are as hot as the sun. There's a couple of holes in this bear book. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the Berenstain Bear Scouts and the Runamuck Robot. Alexandra, tell us a little bit about your podcast on the internet. Uh, I do a podcast with my three-year-old, Arthur. It's called Arthur Mommy Movie Time. Every week, uh, we watch a movie, and I try to talk about it, and Arthur just kind of runs around. Sometimes he does the intro, which is exciting, but he kind of just talks over me, like a, like you would expect a three-year-old would on a podcast. And how many episodes in are you? Ooh, we're... I think we just did 43, so I'm trying to figure out what we're going to do for 50. Wow. I can't believe we've gotten this far. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> You've watched a lot of kids' movies. We have. Uh, we're watching the Toy Story movies now, and I think we're going to do that one next, or Toy Story 2 next. Those uh-huh. are so good. But yeah, I, it's a just like a cheerful, it's like 15 minutes a week. It's little and silly, and every episode he says something really funny. Indeed, I highly, I mean, I highly, highly recommend it. It is a delightful podcast he's starting to and the thing the best thing about the most couple recent episodes he knows he has a podcast now he's figured it out yeah he comes over to the mic and wants to podcast Mm -hmm. and like he listens to me edit it so i feel like the more he gets self-aware the funnier and more interesting it's gonna get that is awesome yeah so where can we find it just search arthur mommy movie time wherever you get this podcast it's probably there arthur mommy movie time you can find us on twitter arthur mommy mt arthur mommy movie time.com it's a long name. <laughs> uh, for me, you can find me at Berenstain Bearcast at wordpress.wordpress.com or uh, on Twitter at Bstain Bearcast. You can write to me at Berenstain Bearcast at gmail.com. Uh, rate and review me on Apple Podcasts. I'd really appreciate another review or two. Uh, you can go to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash deep in bear country, and check out my Patreon site. If you want to throw me a couple bucks, I'd appreciate it. If not, I appreciate you listening. I don't care either way. It's just great having listeners. Uh, I have two other shows. I have It's Del Toro Time that I do with my teenager, Ollie, where we've been discussing the, the influences and films of Guillermo del Toro. And I have a podcast called Click It Cast, a Beverly Cleary podcast that I do with John McCoy, where we've been discussing the Beverly Cleary books. We are about to get in to the Ramona series proper, which we are very, very excited about. Alexandra... Thank you so much for being on my show. Yeah, this was great. It really was. I'm so glad you were here. I'm for so this glad we one. got such a weird one. It was wonderful. Yep. <laughs> all right. And for everyone else out there, I will see you all next time deep in bear country. <laughs>